So welcome to uh, our latest podcast and uh, my apologies first of all for not making any podcasts for the past two weeks. The reason being is quite simple. It's very, very time consuming to actually edit the videos and it's long, it takes longer than we thought. Um, and we're looking at the ways to sort of make that a bit easier. Now today's podcast um, for me was quite wonderful really. We had uh, two students who have both been doing the knowledge for a little while not a super length of time, but still longer than normal. And have both had fairly difficult journeys on the knowledge. And it turned out to be probably my favorite uh, podcast of all, really. We had a, a, a proper gentle discussion and it gives you an insight into the, the journeys that people take. So I really hope you enjoy this week's podcast. And if you do like our podcast, it's quite important that you subscribe, that you like, and you hit the notification bell. And any comments you leave down below, I always reply to them. You can also listen to these podcasts on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and an abundance of others. So if you need to just listen, go on to those podcasts. So watch and enjoy. I'm here today with Sirtaj Safet and Phil Leach. Uh, both are knowledge students at the moment and both have been doing the uh, knowledge for a little while. We'll talk about how long that is. Hosh Gelden is Sirtaj and welcome uh, to yourself, Phil. Um, and to start off with, basically, let's start with uh, you, Sirtaj. When did you start the knowledge? Well, I started uh, January 2014, 2014 while I was working full time. Mm -hmm. I started doing the knowledge uh, weekends. Uh, Saturday, Sundays, when I wasn't working, I was out learning my uh, blue books. Okay. That's how I started. So you're here basically representing the, the Turks uh, for uh, this. Uh, you're a Turkish Cypriot. Correct, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and Phil, you're here uh, representing the East End, I imagine. Uh, yeah, could say that, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, you're a boy out of Canning Town, aren't you? Yeah, I was uh, well, born in Plasto. Yeah. Um, lived in the Portway for some time. Yeah. In Plasto, but moved to Kangi Town for about five years. Okay, and how long, how long have you actually been doing the knowledge now? Uh, about six years in six total. Six years, okay. I know that you personally have had a, a hard time on it. Um, what are you on at the moment? What's your situation? Uh, I'm back to 56s now. Um, I was on 28s. Um, okay. Went through 28s, but didn't score. But as you say, um, lots of things went on when I was in the tw on the 28s, and basically I went back to 56s. Yeah. But you've scored on the last one, is that right? I scored on the last one yep. um, and quite felt quite confident with the last appearance. Yep. Um, I had Mr. Dow and he said that um, three or four people went in before me and I called the best out of all the four. So oh, with that, Mr. McDowell? That, that, yeah, yep. so that, that gave me some confidence to go yeah. forward now. Yeah, it would do, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. So um, that 28s and going back to 56 is no longer is possible. In theory, it's still possible, but it's unlikely to happen again. Has that given you some comfort to know that? Yeah, it's a bit disheartening because obviously I only missed you it. missed it. Um, oh. What I was doing, I was doing the knowledge at home wasn't a good idea. Mm -hmm. um, and then basically, when I went back to fifty sixes, I come to see you. Yep. Um, you advised me to join the school, which I did. Yeah. Um, which I would have if I would have done that a month beforehand. Oh. I, w I, w I basically. You think it would have made a difference to the way. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe I could have I could have phoned them or written to them and asked for a bit more time. Yeah, because I was going for a difficult patch anyway. So yeah. maybe they would have given me a bit more time, and then I would have been over the threshold. So what's the difference been. then, Phil? I mean, at home, how are you comparing your home study 
uh, to your school study? What's the factors that you think are making the plus points? Um, first of all, for myself, I think it's because um, at home, you obviously this is constant revising from the time you get up until the time you finish. Yeah. Um, obviously, you have breaks in between, but at home, you seem to have longer breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, you seem to sit on the chair in the front room, you fall asleep, you lay on the bed, you fall asleep. When you wake up, it yeah. feels like whatever you've done before that you feel like fresh again, but it's not all sinking in properly. Yeah. Um, mm. Back at the school here, and also at home, um, if you find a route that you, you're struggling with, you've got nobody to ask apart from your sat-nav or, mm. you know, just um, trying to find a route yourself, which is not always the best route. Yeah. Sometimes you're doing illegal turns at home and you can't really rectify it. But here, there is always someone below and above your level. So yeah. basically... It's that interaction. Yes. And, and sometimes I just sit in the chair and listen to other people calling the same route because we both work... We're ever, all of us are normally working from the same sheet that day. Yeah. So um, there's always somebody calling a route that looks a bit better than yours. And I pin my route up and I listen to the, someone next door to where yeah. they're calling a route and see whether they're calling it better than me. That's always been one of the things that there's the, the slightly different colours, no matter of a run. I call them the colours of the run, the way someone else does it compared to me. Um, no matter how good you can be, I always seem to see someone do something and I think that is got something that i like yes. and you're always adopting it. and the thing is we become like connoisseurs of wine where you see something and i would like to have that one and it becomes easier and easier to add it to your repertoire because you're excited about the line so the more you see it and enjoy it then they can adopt these routes much much quicker yeah so yes it's, well, it's excellent that you, you come in and you've turned it around i know that sir Tatch has had a hard ride but you're now in fairly good shape I am, yes. I'm, uh, I'm on stage five now, which is the last stage. It's taking me so long to get here. One from last stage. You've got stage six after Oh, that. yes. The main last stage of the knowledge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you do the greater London knowledge, yeah. the suburban knowledge, yeah. It's correct. I'm um, on uh, one all now. One all, yeah. 21s. 21 so all, yeah. quite literally, if we score on the next three, you're looking at three months' time, and it's it's all over yeah, in yeah. that respect, which I hope for you. Um, in terms of... Doing the knowledge, both of you, I think, have had um, a rocky road, I'd say. Um, fairly so or not fairly so is, is the debatable part. Um, for yourself, Sir Tatch, where do you think you went wrong in the early days, if you could put your finger on anything about Well, um, not understanding how the knowledge worked. Yep. This is the thing. And plus, I put my application in a bit too early. As long as <clears throat> when, when I got my bike, when I got my first blue book from you, Actually, no, from the knowledge point, I got my first book and I've met someone and they said, well, knowledge point, because I find it difficult to do the knowledge point way because knowledge point way, you had to do the first run, Manor House, for example, the Gibson Square. You had to pick up all the points from Manor House mm-hmm. and then you have to pick up all the points at Gibson Square. So, yeah, the Gibson yeah. Square and then uh, study that way. I find it hard to do it that way. Yeah. So, so I met someone in Finsbury Park and they suggested... Vizan, and I came to your seminar and I bought your first book and then I started doing it your way as well. But that put me back a little bit. And secondly, um, not understanding how the knowledge work or how to do the knowledge. Yeah. That's why I struggled. And to be honest with you, I find it sometimes hard to mix work with the knowledge because, um, as I said earlier on, I was working full time. Yeah, you to worked Friday. quite hard, I remember. Yeah, yes. Monday to Friday, every day and doing my knowledge weekends. That's that's what kept me slow. 
Have you gone full time on the knowledge now? Or no, um, I'm on the knowledge Monday, Tuesday to Friday. Tuesday, so but you've got more time on the knowledge, yes. and I do think I have a lot of respect for people who do a full time job and do the knowledge. And any of us that have ever done the knowledge can see how immensely difficult it is to do that. Personally, I don't think I would have the or where the, the ability to do that to work and do it. I did the knowledge pretty much full time or in a relaxed state and you can focus on it. And when you're not doing the knowledge, you get an opportunity to relax. But whereas if you're full time working and then doing the knowledge, there's no relaxed time. And this relaxed time is actually very, very important for your brain to absorb all the information. Definitely, definitely no uh, relaxed time for me mm -hmm. because if I'm working, I'm working Saturday, Sunday, Monday and Tuesday, I'm by the time I re probably relax, don't relax by the time I put myself together, be Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening, mm -hmm. and then I don't get time off. I don't stop. I just even for the weekend I'm working. I'm up. I start work six. I'm up four o'clock calling blue books. Yeah. Uh, since I've been doing that for a year now, every morning has improved my uh, yeah. my knowledge. It's gone on. It's, it did jump quite quickly to a more smooth transition yeah. coming through. And then they're uh, doing like getting into it from my, uh, Tuesday to Friday is good. And then switching off, not calling anything point to point, for example, for three days, it does affect, it does affect my, um, my knowledge yeah. sometimes. Uh, got any uh, appearances that you would say that you'd like to repeat in terms of um, good ones or bad ones? Um, I've had a few bad ones and a um, few good ones as well. And there's had times that exam when I wasn't listening where I was calling, I was lucky that, <laughs> in that way of respect yeah. because uh, I was calling road that was behind me and then um, he, we get away with things sometimes yes, we have yes. to accept our luck yeah. but I suppose uh, I did have a felt very sorry for a student just yesterday he uh, was redlined from 3-3 but not back a whole level because you can't be back a whole level but he felt he could have got his drop but the points were deducted for hesitation and it kind of he felt a little hard done by, but then realised that, that it was at least two appearances where it was the other way round. The scores were given and could easily have not been given. Um, when you're talking borderline, it's always upsetting. Yeah. If we clearly make mistakes, then... And another thing, Dean, um, if, I find that depends on the examiner's mood. Mm -hmm. um, there's been a play, I'm not going to say give examiner's name, but two or th three um, appearances ago, examiner uh, was very lenable and he's, he was in a good mood i would say not lenable good yeah. mood so he gave it to me he was lenient well yeah yeah lenient so he gave you the appearance that you think yourself you probably shouldn't have scored well no i scored but he gave me a couple of roles that i couldn't i couldn't remember yeah sometimes you know what it's like you get brain dead sometimes you can't remember yeah, the role. Yeah. And so he's, he's been helpful on that yes, day. So yes. sometimes they are helpful. And yes. if they wanted oh, yes. to, they could punish you for those days. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. exactly that. And and the same examiner, I haven't, and say, haven't said that, I didn't call one shoot name and he zero me for that line. Yeah. So yeah. obviously, as you just said, balances. It can balance that. Yeah. Phil, you've had some bad appearances. I have, yeah, unfortunately. You want to tell us about those? Um, What's the worst one? What's the worst appearance you ever had? Uh, the worst appearances I've written to TFL... Uh, my mother just died. I've written to TfL asking for more time be, uh, because the appearance date fell on the same week as the funeral. Yeah, I've written and explained that my mother just died from cancer. I needed more time, obviously, um, 
to be able to revise to get ready for the appearance that was due. Um, They gave me another date, which was about 10 to 14 days after. Um, I went up there and I won't say what examiner, but one of the examiners asked me basically hospitals to cemeteries, hospitals to hospice, and I thought it was a bit harsh. And though um, I thought it was a bit harsh, I I scored that day by, by luck, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe that, that's topical in terms of knowing what you went through. Oh, that, that is rough, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. that, that was a hard time. Yeah. I thought it was a bit harsh. Um, I was struggling in the appearance, to call it. Um, I think on the second run, I was going to get up and walk out and just throw the towel in. Um, oh, you, 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 your judgment was getting the better of you, and you was like... <laughs> it was, yeah. I thought I was going to break down in the chair. So yeah. uh, in the end, what I did... Um, took a deep breath basically just n- not thought about it i was giving a run i can't remember what the run was now it was at, at the top of the map somewhere uh hospital and it was com- coming down to a hospice uh, so anyway for some reason i just couldn't see nothing and i see the blue book heading in that direction i used the blue book run yeah managed to turn it around at the bottom and managed to sit it down um examiner said i went a bit wide could i call it again i called it again and i was scored so um, that like, that that was, I was chuffed. I was How happy. long after your mother's funeral was that? Probably about ten days. So with the letter sent in, I mean, well, I, I'm a little bit like dumbfounded. I mean, it's like yeah. if you want to, it has scored you. That that part is wonderful. Yeah. Um, but being sort of having the whole experience underlined for you and reminded for you by asking hospices and hospitals oh god almighty it has gone on a bit um after that appearance it did go on on several appearances after that as well right and i thought one examiner was basically digging me out um you're sure there was no paranoia involved probably possibly could have been that's what i thought one examiner was digging me out but um basically i've forgot about all that now yeah um i've moved forward from there um you have picked yourself up really well and i'm really proud of you yeah i'm I'm calling much better now i'm calling more um you know more more fluent i think that's the key is to get more fluent i was stuttering in the in the chair when i was sitting in the chair in front of the examiner yeah um i I was not looking at the run properly before starting calling it i was getting halfway and then stuttering but um now it's a lot better yeah um obviously i've got loads of work to do but I'm here every day. You're doing it every day. Uh, I've seen you dedicated now. And your son is now here coming in as well. And that's another reason why I can't give it up. Yeah. Um, my, boys, wanna... my boys joined the knowledge. Um, he's obviously done all the runs and all the points as well now. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's here every day with me for a few hours. And if I give it up, he's going to give it up. Oh, okay. So he's so, he's dragging you through and you're going to have to drag him through. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a bad thing, is it? No, it's not a bad <laughs> thing at all. Any funny stories? Oh, I had a Christmas present in the middle of summer from one of the examiners. What, a, a middle of summer Christmas present wrapped in Christmas wrapping paper. <laughs> well, what happened is I, I, I went to, I don't, I don't know, if, are we allowed to mention their names? Or? Yes, yes. Yeah, Mr. Course. McDowell. Mr. McDowell. Yeah, I went in there and then I was, I'm always nervous. I don't understand why I'm nervous, but um, I got this spray that I spray before I, I, I go into, well, I spray as soon as I wake up, to be honest with you, before I get on my bike, to, because I use my bike to go to uh, TFL now. So I, I goes in there, nervous, and then um, calling the runners. Phil mentioned I was splattering and misfiring, but then he says that was his words, if I remember correctly. 
And the knowledge says you get this uh, lifetime opportunity once, once in a lifetime opportunity. I thought, okay, so what's that? Then I thought to myself, he goes, I want to give you a Christmas present today. I thought, right, middle of summer, we get a Christmas <laughs> present. Um, obviously, um, he wanted to score me, as you mentioned earlier on. So he scored me that day. But basically, what I got from there, he says, if you come right in front of me again, it's, uh, misfiring and spluttering, I'm not going to score you. This right. is the impression I got. So funny enough, I had him last appearance actually then yeah and then i uh, sat there and then he remembered obviously he must have looked at his notes because mm, mr safet he went i gave you a christmas present last last time we met was in june i gave you a christmas present i said i well, thank you very much for that so yeah. i remember that <laughs> <laughs> and he goes uh, let's see if you're gonna get if i'm gonna get my money money's worth today <laughs> <laughs> and did he you definitely did yes he scored again he scored again oh well i done. walked over with 31 points last time oh well done yeah well done yeah but, yeah but it doesn't matter how much i walked away with but i scored yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so so yeah mm. mr mcdonald's always got a few words to say to himself hasn't he yeah yeah what, what's your best appearance phil uh, best appearance is um after all that settled down i went back in one day i, I, I walked in the room and um one of the examiners said, well, I won't mention his name. One okay. of the examiners said to me, um, so you ain't been doing uh, very well, Mr. Leach. Have you been revising? I said, yes, sir. I said, I've had it pretty tough. I never had mentioned to him what happened. But I said, I've had it pretty tough and uh, I'm still here. So he goes, uh, well, sit down then because you're going to score today. So <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, anyway, he um, he goes, let's see how you do today. and But you're going to score today. So I said, okay then, sir. So anyway, he's given me um, the questions. They seem to be to my level, I would say. Um, they big, was hard. Big points. Yeah, yeah they, they was big points, I would say. Yeah, they was they, they, they was hard for me at the time. But I managed to call them and he scored me a C. So I was happy that day. And I felt from that day onwards, I felt that all the stuff that happened in the past with bad experience with, you know, the appearances. Yeah. I thought now this is going to be a good start now to start fresh and yeah. that that was the fresh start and when I had the appearance just a couple of weeks ago and scored again with a C and obviously the examiner spoke to me for about an hour afterwards oh wow that's a long yeah, time yeah he, he explained that obviously I made massive progress and yeah. he asked me basically what has made the progress and I just said really it was joining the school and getting the fluency back yeah um, you know all running as if like when I'm calling a point to point, two points that they're asking, I'm calling a point to point, making it more sound like a blue book. So it's just more fluent. Yeah, you're looking to fluency has a big role in this, as we I've said on a few of the other podcasts. Um, if you say something smooth enough and well enough, it can kind of gloss over any mistakes. But what we tend to do is we tend to highlight our mistakes by stuttering. So if you've made a mistake, your brain kicks in, oh, I've made a mistake. Then you pause and you allow the examiner's mind to catch up and hear everything you've just said. And the mistake is now like a, a beacon. Stands out like Yeah, so whereas you could just call something nice and steady and you may have forgotten a road, but somehow you've said the road name completely wrong, but in the fluency of it. And you can get away with it. I mean, these are little tricks that we can employ and we take the advantage of them whenever we can. Um, but there is a, a lot to be said of the fluency that we're trying to create. Conf also confidence. Yeah. Calling with confidence. Mm. Yeah. Well, we, there is a lot asked of us. You know, our standards are very, very high. What you guys have to achieve, uh, again, uh, the general public has no idea of what we achieve. I mean, you, they think that we learn 320 runs and we get tested on them. That seems to be roughly the the consensus yeah. of what we do they have no concept that the 320 runs is the beginning the beginning, yeah. the beginning. Yeah. 
the beginning of the yeah <laughs> beginning of the major <laughs> yeah and how's uh, your son getting on Reggie in it yeah he's doing pretty well um, I say he's done all the runs he's done his radius maps done the points mm-hmm. um, he's got most of the big points um, at the moment he's just struggling to get around the map but yeah. I, I did tell him from day one um, to start doing a little bit of map work even yeah. if it was an hour each day yeah. every time he goes out on the bike clicks his points come back and do an, an hour of map, yeah, work, map work he didn't Mm. Um, but obviously he's working as well um, yep. so he's working plus he's got a young child um, so oh, obviously it's hard it is real. Um, no. but he's putting the time in he's he's, he's giving me three hours a day uh, map work plus he's calling his blue book before he gets in he's doing his points well this is giving me an opportunity to point one thing out for all those that are basically listening that are beginners when you've finished your blue book you are not going to be any good at point to point and yeah. one of the things I used to teach is was if you can accept that you've done your blue book runs, you've done uh, an amount of points, that doesn't make you any good at point to point. You will be rubbish, and the happier you can be about that, the quicker you can learn. Yeah. So people think finishing the blue book and some points means uh, I, sh- I should have done something now and I should be good. No, point to point is then learn on the map by developing that skill over and over with repetition of, of questions that you practice. It isn't there once you've completed the blue book runs, it's something that's developed and doing map work along the way can help it. But then the amount of map work we have yeah, to that's do. Been, that's been the hardest struggle for me as well is, is the map work itself. Yeah. Um, not being able to see anything on the map when I first started map work where other people have done exactly the same as what I did. Um, they've done their runs and their points, but they could still see, see a little bit where, of place, where places was on the map. Mm-hmm. So to me, I just put the, the, the way I got around it was I, I'll just, Base the map on, on obviously it's a square to me, um, <laughs> and basically everything is on that square. Yeah, it's just knowing where whether, whether it's on the left, right. I know you, you have know, dyslexia. Do you think the dyslexia helped uh, hindered your map reading skills? Um, I'm not. I don't think it's made it any harder for me. I think if anything, um, it's it's not. I don't have the reading part of dyslexia. Reading the reading is not a problem for me. I can right. read fine. Um, I think it's the the, the memory of me remembering stuff for long enough. That's yep. the problem with me. See, I can read and write fine, but I need to be reading every day to be able to, if I stop reading, yeah. then I'll, I will go back to square one. I'll have to learn to read again, which obviously you don't need to do, but no, that, no. that is a problem with me. Yeah. I, you sure your dyslexia isn't basically uh, marijuana abuse? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's brain damage. I used to box, so. Uh, it uh, could the, well be. I mean, that's not actually a very, uh, <laughs> that's a fairly fair comment. It could well be. Yeah. Um, I, I, just I did, talk I did, about your bo- I did box for 20 years. Yeah. Um, he wasn't a, very good, apparently. Uh, no, apparently not. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's in his knowledge. He <laughs> was a good boxer, yeah. every millionaire now. No, <laughs> apparently I started at a very young age, um, maybe about uh, eight or ten. Um, yeah. I went through the amateurs, the amateur stuff. Um, was going to turn pro. Basically, what happened? My son died, and oh. yeah, basically that put that on the head. That, yeah. That, that put. Oh, what what put year we going to back bed. to then? Um, his son died in 1995. Yeah. Um, I gave up boxing for three years. Come back after three years. By then, I was 28. I yeah. was struggling to get fit. I got fit again. Had two more fights, and then decided to knock it on the head. Yeah, yeah. Um, through all that experience, I was running a successful business as well. Yeah. Which I've still got, but don't really do a lot no more. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I had a roofing business, so basically that's what kept me going in the business. But yeah. But now, as obviously I've got older, I'm 52 now. Um, wanted to do, all the guys that I've worked with through the years have been the same guys. It's always been a family business. So, yeah. 
Um, we decided we wanted to do something else. The three of us from the business decided we was going to do the knowledge. I bought my bike. They never. Um, they're not doing nothing no more, but I'm doing the knowledge. Yeah, well Sooner done. or later, I'm going to get my badge. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, yeah. I think Everybody it, will. at our age, um, there's a guy, again, I think I mentioned this in another podcast. There's a guy who wrote in the other day, 60 years old. When we get older and they're, they're questioning, should I do this at an older age? Absolutely. What else are we going to do? I don't, for me, it's like, if you don't do this, you're basically accepting that you're too close to death to bother to do anything. Yeah. That you are saying, I'm 60, therefore I'm dead, so I won't do the knowledge. It's a perfect retirement. He might live till he's 90. He can drive a cab till he's 90 if he's healthy. So Larry, Larry was 60, wasn't he? Larry? Larry was older yeah. than 60. I think he was, was 64. He? Oh, was it yeah. really? But he wasn't the oldest that uh, right, I've right, been okay. through. I have had one guy go through who was 70. So, wow. yeah, it was excellent. Oh, John. <laughs> Um, and again, he didn't need to do it so much. He was just doing it because he wanted to and could. Uh, and he did. He bought a cab and drove a cab. He's dead now, I'm afraid. But oh, he, he, yeah, um, but that was it. He done it. And it's something we can do. It, strangely enough, the best people that should do this are the youngest. And they're the ones that can't foresee the future. They think yeah. they're going to live for a thousand years, not realizing that the, the 20s that they're in are going to go in a blink of an eye. And if I could have done it when I was 18... I now know for sure that's when I would have chosen to have done it. I'd done it when I was 26. Wow. So I would have done it earlier yeah. had I known. To be honest, I wish I'd done it much earlier, to be honest, yeah. just for the fact what I've seen of doing the knowledge. I've lived in London all my life. I thought I knew London. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know London at all. <laughs> no, no, no. Exactly. No. That's what I thought I knew London. <laughs> yeah. but I knew how to I get from Tottenham it. to West End and back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I've and always, everywhere else. I've yeah. always worked in the city. I've always drove through London, but realised how much time I've wasted in my life sitting in a car on roads that I don't need to be on to get yep. from A to B. Yeah. Um, if I would have done the knowledge and then then left the knowledge and went into the building trade, yep. I think I would have got a, around a lot quicker and not sat in cars. I mean, I've been sitting in cars <laughs> down the city for hours um, getting home from work before in the past where I'm on the wrong road. Yeah. It's, 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 it's it's as simple yeah, as yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Now, now you but, know that. But now I can drive through London, even if there's traffic, I can take a route where I, I know where I can, several other routes offer that route yep. and I can see what one's the best. And, and, oh, it and, is. And we up. all experienced the same thing. We went to buy a car once when we was younger. For, we live in Mile End and we went to St. John's Wood and uh, I think the road was Boundary Road we went to. And I remember us going there, looking in our map books and everything. I was really kids, really young to go and buy this mini. Uh, and I thought we'd gone to another planet. I mean, we'd gone so yeah. far in my mind that for me now seems like a 15-minute journey. I mean, St. John's Wood's nowhere. No, for me now, everywhere in London is nowhere. It, yeah, I yeah. can see how long it's going to take me. I know exactly what I'm going to do to get. But the adventure we had just getting to St. John's Wood that I thought was literally another planet away from the East End, which is really just a, <laughs> just a hop and a jump away. Yeah, but, but seeing the... Seeing the Seeing the buildings for me is in London is um, made enjoyable yeah. for me because obviously I'm in the building trade. Yeah. Um, seeing the old buildings and seeing parts of London that I've never seen before. So do you know some of the uh, news as well, Sir Chach? Do you know some of the interesting things such as the smallest house, the narrowest house? And yeah, the... yeah. I mean, when I, when I started learning to drive when I came here in 1980, well, I knew how to get from King's Cross, sorry, Turn Park Lane to King's Cross because I lived in Turn Park yeah. Lane and, and I used to work part time in uh, Midland Road uh, where they, they got the what's the name opposite the British Library now, which is never used to, it wasn't a British Library then. So when I start learning how to drive, I, I followed the bus routes, yeah, and I followed the ring roads, 
as long as I get to King's Cross, wherever I am in London, I follow the ring roads to King's Cross. From King's Cross, I can get home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the way, yeah. Because I could come all the way to South London and so on and on, and then uh, to get home, I head to King's Cross. Yeah, but you're better now. Oh yeah, I think so. Just a little, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what's the most interesting house you've seen in London? It's sort of. Uh, it's gone now over Blackfriars Bridge, the upside down house. Did you ever see it? It's, well, there um, was three of them on the right hand side. I must have done, but I never knew. No, I don't. So, me mate told me that. Me mate done the knowledge um, with Wizan as well. Yeah. Um, he, he's been out about seven years now. But um, he said to me, have you noticed the house over Blackfriars Bridge? Which side? Well, on south? the south side. Yep. And so we... he goes, as you go over the south side, look on the right. So I went over there looking on the right. I didn't notice it. It took me a long while to notice it. But there was three buildings there. But I don't... The Vs of the roofs. The, the, the V, everything was on the floor. So the gutter was down low where it should be up at the top. Yeah. Um, the street door was at, actually at the top of the house. It, everything was upside down. The house... But obviously they must have got in through the building from around the other side because you couldn't access any of it. But it was just like a, a street door was up in the air. Yeah. gutter was on the floor. I'm going to have to look this up and see if there's an image because I never, ever noticed it. No, my mate noticed it. He'd done the knowledge. I don't know where well, we it was. Is it one of the things that he's noticed? No, yeah, but it, it sounds excellent. Say. Sorry? Is it gone at those houses? There were three of them. It was three of them together. Yeah, it was knocked down there. This yeah. is next to the coat and badge? Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, I'll have to there. look out for that one. But yeah, that's the strangest thing I've ever seen. That's because I was w sitting there looking and thinking, how did they get into this building then? Because I, I couldn't find a way into the yeah. building either. But um, obviously, you would need a, f um, a free section ladder to get through the street door because it was exactly, up in yeah. here. <laughs> I'll have to see if I can. If I'm finding an image, I'm going to put it just there. Yeah, yeah. And because uh, there, there are three other places, I'm not going to say where they are. Uh, so if people who are listening can maybe find them. There's a house that's very, very narrow. It's, it's in SW7, I think. So I'll give a clue on that one. Um, in Kensington towards Knightsbridge. Knightsbridge towards hey, Kensington. Road, it? It's off of there. Yeah. Um, and it's very narrow. So when you look in the window from the front, the back wall is not... Is that table. It's this table wide. That's the width of the house. Oh. But the whole face here is a Georgian house. And yet it's only that wide. And behind that is a tennis court. And in this bit is a bed. There's, they, they actually have put a single bed in that piece. And the house as it goes down gets slightly wider. And, and then it's a full-faced house. So that's one of the interesting ones. The other one is in the other side of the park. So, and again, I won't say where so people find it, which is narrow in terms of this way. It was built in an alleyway. Right, yeah. So, and then the other one is, again is uh, actually off of the other side of the park in a similar area in uh, Bayswater is the fake house. There yeah, is the facade is there, oh, well, but there's that. no house at yeah, all. It's, it's the railway bridge. It's railway bridge. I know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're interesting things. They were always great to look up and those things used to be asked, but um, they're not asked anymore. Yeah. So what was the thing about Marble Arch? There used to be a hanging point at Marble Arch. Uh, there's a memorial in the middle yeah. to, to the hanging. Um, and the only other one I know is the last public hanging in london where they hung two people for stealing from the weavers mills all right was outside do you know the weavers have ever being from the east end phil you know no. the, weavers? the weavers arms was in roman road they outside the salmon and ball they hung them right yeah that was the last public hanging i think in the street right what a grim way to go anyway <laughs> Yeah. Did you do your best appearance, worst appearance? My well, worst appearance was with Mr. 
Mr. <laughs> Mr. <clears throat> Mr. G. Mr. Gunning. Mr. Gunning. Is no score. No. It, it was nice about it. What do you mean? You got zero? Or zero, zero. You got a whole zero? All zero. And it was the worst one. He says, I said, I'm so sorry. I was so embarrassed. Yeah. I said, I'm so sorry. So I've just never been like this. Because don't worry. He says to me, take it as a bad day at the office. Yeah. I was expecting to shout and scream at me. <laughs> really, I was going, fuck, what's happened here? Yeah. But it was really nice about it. Because take it as a bad day at the office. Yeah. And um, I that's did, a medal I, of honor, a complete zero. Yeah, I mean, it's as I, good as a complete you know 40. What I said to him, I said to him, after the second, after the second or the third one, I said, sir, I don't mean to be sound horrible. I said, can I take a zero? And go. I can I take a D and go. And he went, it's not up to you to for a D, it's up to me to give it to you. I said, okay, sir. Thank I'll you. take a C then. <laughs> I'm going to get a D anyway. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, after the, after the, I think the second or third one, I just give up. So this might be interesting for people who are listening. What is your scores? Can you rem can you name them? As you oh yeah, I can. I can tell you that uh, thirteen Ds in a row. Thirteen Ds in a row. Well done for still being here. Yeah. And, for it. and then um, I scored with my mares. I thought yeah. my mares was the goddess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and she gave me the boost, I guess. And then um, and I carried on. I went. I got my drop to twenty twenty eights, and then I got put back on the twenty eights, and then now I'm on twenty ones. Yeah. Oh, well done. And Phil, what's yours? Is it anything uh, like that? Yes, yeah, so it's virtually similar. Uh, uh, I had 12 Ds on the trot. Yeah. Um, during that, I think I had Mr Gunnings three times on the trot. Yeah. And I had Mr Patel as well. Gunning three uh, times, Patel. And oh. once, yeah. Yeah. Um, but obviously, we should know this stuff. So, you know, um, do I blame them? No. Do I blame myself? Yeah, to be honest. Because yeah. when I started the knowledge, my um, first... Um, impression of the knowledge was is that um, I think I actually did ask you when I come down here years ago um, am I going to actually be able to get around London without a map yeah um, that was my old thing yeah. of starting the knowledge I did it when I actually finished the knowledge and not be able to get around London yeah so um, but you can now I can now so yeah so when I go inside uh, when I go and see examiners and basically I get a D that's a lesson to me that I need to do a little bit more in that area. Yeah. That's all it does for me now, to be honest. If I stay on the knowledge a few months longer, so be it, then that's what it's going to be. But well, keep the, going. The end, is, <laughs> the end is coming now, for I can see it for, yeah, for yeah. both I, years. It's... I remember my, my first appearance was at Mum Gerard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mum yeah, Gerard. Mum Gerard. Um, she's like, um, I called, she gave me all blue book runs. One of them was uh, Haringey Station to Whitestone Pond. I remember that. And I stopped running and I got myself muddled up. I said, can I call that again, mum? She goes, come on, hurry up. She goes to me, this is your mother. She goes, you should know where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can be, it can be um, in a sense, yeah. uh, quite off-putting, really. I mean, if you went for, this has always been my little bit of an argument, if you went for a driving test, so your driving instructors taught you how to drive, you go for the driving test, the driving examiner who's going to test you and pass you has to basically do a neutral job of saying you failed here, 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 and here. He can't actually say to you something like, um, you're driving a bit too slowly or you're driving a bit too quickly or anything. He's just got to sit there, yeah. take what you do, pass or fail you. So th this could be inferred as a little bit of interference, psychological interference. And I already think that we are learning and required to learn and know so much that please, we, we don't need to be put off. It's already hard enough. Yeah. You know, I can barely know my own name. Just I've maybe had, help. I've had days before when I've come home and 
um, just chucked all the books in the bin. And, and <laughs> got them out again. Got them out the next morning. Yeah, got them out the next morning. Now everything's on the phone, so it's not so bad. When I was doing the books, yeah, was, they went in the bin several times and got them back out again. Um, yeah, I've had, I've had some good experiences at TFL as well. I had um, Mr. Thomas for my first appearance. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, he's a, he's a nice man. Um, basically, um, yeah, I called... I actually done your banker's book for the um, first time around yeah. on the first 50, uh, 56s. So um, I went in there, he asked me for bankers. So I've called four bankers and he stopped me halfway through one of them, asked me to call it again. And um, I've called it again. Then he's opened his bag up and got his little A to Z out. So I thought something's gone wrong here. Dean must have done a yeah. fluke somewhere along the line on this. Uh, <laughs> I blame Dean. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> I thought I'm calling it 100% right. I know I'm calling it right because it's a yeah. banker. So I'm calling these regular so i know that i'm calling the right route for the for the journey but is there a, you know has there a road changed or has something yeah. happened along the line then he looked at his he looked at his map book and um basically yeah he, he said yeah he goes you've done fine he goes uh done really well today he goes um what is it he goes i don't normally score people on their first appearance but he goes uh you deserve more than a C, but I'm going to give you a C because you won't score if I give you any more than that. Yeah. He goes, because um, most most of the examiners here know that I don't score people on their first appearance. So I didn't know. I mean, I... That's, that, that's he, a story what he told yeah. me. But yeah, that's, that's... I'll have to check his scores now on first appearances. I can look on the uh, database yeah, and see how he yeah. did it. I only done it through the bankers that I actually yeah. learned. If I didn't learn the bankers, yeah. I wouldn't have done it. I, I was speaking was the other day with Ian Beetlestone, who um, is a cab driver, and... He, on his first appearance, had Mr. Wilkin, and Mr. Wilkin gave him a double A, which you can no longer get. So for those listening, the double A is 12 well, that's points. unfair not getting double A's anymore. <laughs> well, Not that know. I'm, 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 I'm ever going to get one, but I'm just saying if the students are uh, so good and can get it. Well, this was Mr. Wilkin's, I think, this was the point he was making. Um, so he's asked four Blue Book runs. Now, if you answer them perfectly, which most of us should be able to do, you will merit a double A because you've answered four questions perfectly. That's yeah. what uh, four points would be. Um, so he was making the point. I've asked this guy four runs. He's got them perfectly correct. Um, and he's going to get a double A. And he did get a double A and he got his drop to 28 on his very first appearance. And I thought, well, that's, that's great. But kind of both of us knew this is a blessing in disguise. No, not a blessing in disguise. What's the other, the opposite to a blessing in disguise, complete opposite. From then on, he got eight Ds on 28s and was redlined back to 56s anyway. So he mm. wasn't uh, good enough for 28s Maybe at it all. Maybe luck that was. Well, it wasn't luck. It was bad. It was an, It was actually being a point being made. If you score, if you get the four questions correct, you get double A. And he's asking in blue book runs. Nothing to stop me asking you blue book runs. You will get given a double A and you have to be ready and i think at the time ian hadn't even finished his blue book runs i'm not sure so he was kind of in there early and now he's on 28 and it's a disaster for him because he's got trying to catch up yeah. and you know there is some theory behind the 56s you are having a chance an opportunity to take Le a breath le learn your roots isn't you 56s mm. yeah i think this is a slow journey i think that's the key to it all so it shouldn't be so slow, should it? Because again, I had a guy on yesterday who completed the knowledge in five appearances back in 1982. Five. Yeah. So I met him yesterday. I was yes, as I was leaving. It was lovely, still. And he said that, um, but the knowledge shouldn't be made easier. And I thought, Sil, you just said you'd done it in five appearances, and the knowledge shouldn't be made easier. They are kind of a lot of people going back in history who think the knowledge is the same, and that we are lazier than they were then. 
not that the knowledge is harder now, that we are not as good as them then. I don't agree and with that. No, it's not true at all. The yeah. knowledge is astronomically more difficult. The volume of points that we learn, the complexity of the routes and the point to point we have to achieve, and yeah. the fact of the number of appearances, you cannot do five appearances. I have had one student, uh, Peter Bishop, I think his name was, he'd done five appearances, and um, that was a ridiculous amount of scores. He only had A's and double A's to get out in five appearances, and that was in the modern era. Um, but apart from him, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything close. So you might, the next closest would be about 10 appearances. But on average, everyone's going to be 12 plus. Yeah. So you, you're doubling what he'd done in 1982. Yeah, about 1982, Dean, all the hotels was in Park Lane. Well, no, again, yes. And going back further, and again, from what I can see from history, you used to be only really tested on fairly large stuff. And the points got smaller and smaller and smaller until it got questioned as being absurd. And then they, they didn't ask you where uh, uh, Paddington Station was. They told you, from take me from Paddington Station to there, mm -hmm. A to B. They didn't ask you where the points were. So all you need to do is study on your uh, where Paddington Station was, didn't you? On Blue Books. On the big stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you were getting much more related yeah, and much more now, big stuff. Nowadays, they ask you, as you just mentioned, small points to small points. Because, oh. But you're not even part of the era of the super small points. No. I've got I mean, some. I've got... I've got <laughs> Still in my head. <laughs> From the those Blue plaques and all sorts yes. of stuff like that that don't get asked yeah. no more. Lord Snoot's dog, which is a fake plaque. There was a lot of fake plaques yeah. that were being put up. Uh, Benny Hill's blue plaque was asked often. Um, Springfield's Orby Walk. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jimi Hendrix and Mozart, I think it's Mozart, was in the same house. Submarine Memorial was one of yours. Submariner's Memorial, which yeah. is, I like the Submariner's Memorial. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, it's because nice. it's a circle and they're, in, they're all cramped in there and it's a bit yeah. claustrophobic. But very hard to spot as well. You can drive past it so many times and never see it. I've never seen it until I've done the knowledge. <laughs> How many times I've been down the embankment? So many times. Yeah. Not seen it. Do you think they should start asking points like the uh, two mice eating cheese and stuff again, which is with old classics? Remember that. that was yeah. Wilkins yeah. point. Wasn't yeah. It? Wilkins. it was from a book that he got called the One Hundred and One Oddities of London, which was a really nice little book. There was lots of silly little places, uh, the cherubs on the phones and stuff like that, which uh, um, you had to find them. But it got to a stage that it got completely absurd. There was the man with his head in a bucket, and there was a few others like that, which were completely absurd. The man with head in a bucket was a mannequin, mannequin, but it had been bent over and a bucket had been put on his head and it had been left on a balcony of one of the television studios and you could see it and it was just standing there for quite a long time and it started getting asked. So it's like, yeah. oh I think goodness. someone's interesting. Yeah, I asked a young boy, Dean, the other day, who's yeah. who's student here, uh, the mini Lansby Memorial. Yep. The clock? Yeah. Although yeah. he lives in Bow, he didn't know it. Yeah. And I drove down Bow so many times looking for that when I try to find it, but it's up in the air. You've got to look up. Yes. There's another interesting thing about that. I think Angela Lansbury, the actress is a relation. Yeah. I did read up about it at one time, but I can't remember when I was speaking to Dean about it. I did say to him, there was a big story on that clock. Yeah. Um, worth reading. It was an interesting story. Mm. But some of these stuff. Yeah. Once you've read the story of the clock, um, basically gives you more understanding. Of, yeah. Of and this the, is the that, stuff that, that they took away. Yeah. I, I did enjoy a lot of that stuff. It was easier to remember because of the interest factor. That's it, yeah. And we all know the hardest thing to get ever is a road. When someone asks you a yeah. road, oh, um, it's, uh, you know, we can get stuck. So on that basis, I'm going to ask you both a road to end off this uh, podcast. And if you get it, you get tea and medals. <laughs> <laughs> 
if you don't get it, <laughs> you live empty handed. It's just it's just hard luck. So um, I shall. I'm going to go with nice easy ones. I think. So I'm going to go with you first. Phil. I'm going to go with Tudor Street. White Lion Street. White Lion Street. Tudor, that's uh, Tudor Street. Is uh, Rovery Street. Yeah, oh, you're here. Yeah. And where's White Lion Street? That's the other. Yeah, uh, White Lion Street is on. Um, can't even think now. In Islington. No, Barron Street. Oh yeah, I know it. Is like, it an I Street? Well, yeah, yeah. Penton Street. Like yeah. There's embassy there. That's right, it's so hard. Uh, pull, half a cup pull, of tea and a medal for you, Phil. Full roads, yeah, hard. very hard. And uh, uh, for you, Sir Tetch, maybe I could think of something topical that's uh, Turkish. <laughs> um, oh dear, what was Cypress the... Street? <laughs> well, yeah, Cypress Street would be good, but uh, no, that's too easy. <laughs> All right, I hit you with a nice another one, Sheringham Road. Hmm. I know Sheringham Road is in. Liverpool that way. Yeah, yeah, you're in the right place. Yeah, well done. I mean, I'm going to give you, just on the basis of Liverpool, I'll give you, you're in the right place. Well done. Listen, thank you both for having a chat. I think it's been lovely. Both been very, very determined. You're both getting there and it's it's really pleasing to see. Um, and it really has been quite nice chatting with you. And I probably would like to chat with you again because it was really, yeah, I, I'm yeah, quite pleased. Yeah. Look forward to that. Yeah. And never give up. No, never give up. That's never it. Never give up. Thank you very much. Keep digging. Thank you. Good luck, guys. Cheers.